Welcome to Center Stage with international opera star Pamela Kuhn. And now, here is your host, Pamela Kuhn. And the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. In 2007, a meeting took place in a sandwich shop in Washington, D.C., There are plenty of meetings going on with the intelligentsia in D.C., so why is this meeting any different? Because an idea was pitched by the Washington Post to one of the most famous violinists of our time to play incognito in a subway station in D.C. It was to be a social experiment which thoughtfully examined context, perception, and priorities. The violinist was superstar and, let's be honest here, heartthrob Joshua Bell a violinist who has made more than 40 recordings, performed with every outstanding orchestra in the world, and holds the enviable position of a titan figure for his recordings on movie soundtracks, including the Oscar-winning The Red Violin. He has the good looks and charm of an appealing actor with an ever-present youthful vibe, and he is not afraid to develop his commercial appeal. So Mr. Bell took the bait from the Washington Post and consented to play at L'Enfant Plaza Station. He turned up in jeans, a t-shirt, and a baseball cap. He put down his violin case with a few dollars in it and change and proceeded to play. It was rush hour, 7.51 a.m., and for 43 minutes, Joshua Bell played six classical masterpieces to the passers-by. His playing is usually met with awe, reverence, and thunderous applause. But on this morning, men and women rushing to work did just that. They rushed by. There were a few nods his way. Pennies were deposited in his violin case. But only one woman recognized him. She smiled and said hello. She also gave him a $20 note. At the end of his experiment, he had made just over $40. Journalist Jean Weingarten wrote the article for the Post that chronicled this examination. It earned him a Pulitzer Prize. I recommend that you seek out that original story, and not the romanticized accounts of what really happened on that day in the D.C. metro station. Mr. Weingarten's story is rich with humor and insight to a world that is in a rush. Joshua Bell took his enormous talent and his rather extraordinary violin, the Gibson X Hubermann, handcrafted in 1713 by Antonio Stradivari, to the subway that day. He took a taxi to the station from his hotel, which was only three blocks away, not because he was lazy, but he did it to preserve his precious Stradivarius. Joshua Bell credits this experience, performing unannounced in the station, as the event that transformed his reputation from musician's musician to household name. The list of accolades, awards, and star credits that Joshua Bell has earned is only as impressive as the balance of humanitarian gestures he has made as a diplomat for the arts. His compassion has garnered his membership to President Obama's Committee on the Arts and the Humanities. And recently, he participated in the U.S. government's inaugural cultural mission to Cuba. He was in good company. The delegation included Smokey Robinson, Hollywood producer George Stevens Jr., Dave Matthews of the Dave Matthews Band, and actress Alfred Woodard, just to name a few. 
Mr. Bell stated that this was not a political statement, but more of a human exchange, which was the more important point to him. He is also involved in Turnaround Arts, a signature program of the President's Committee on the Arts and Humanities, led by Michelle Obama, providing arts education to low-performing elementary and middle schools. He is generous with his time for good causes. The problem is that, that he has little free time. This year, he is performing with the Los Angeles Philharmonic, the Symphony Orchestras of San Francisco, Montreal, and the National Arts Orchestra, and abroad with the Vienna Philharmonic, the Leipzig Gewandhaus Orchestra, the Czech Philharmonic, and the list goes on and on. Plus, did I add that since taking over as music director of the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields in London, that he is embarking on four orchestral tours this year? This includes worldwide multiple destinations with the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, the Swedish Radio Symphony, and the Orchestra de Paris. I have not even started to list his engagements as solo recitalist or his collaborations with Alessio Bax and Sam Haywood. He will also serve in a week-long residency in Washington, D.C., where he will be artist-in-residence at the Kennedy Center and National Symphony Orchestra. Within all of these engagements, Joshua Bell never forgets the educational merits of the power that he wields. And perhaps that is one of his most appealing charms. As Mr. Weingarten pointed out in his article surrounding the incognito performance of Joshua Bell playing in that metro station, and I quote, He's got a Donny Osmond-like dose of the cutes, and on stage, cute elides into hot. His technique is full of body, athletic, and passionate. He's almost dancing with his instrument, and his hair flies. Or as composer John Corleano stated when he accepted the Oscar for Best Film Score for the Red Violin, he credited Joshua Belfort, and I quote, He plays like a god. Performing and star power like this is an important element in the preservation of the the arts in today's world. And because Joshua Bell is the diplomat that he is with a conscience about the treasures that art affords all of us, especially the young, he is a national treasure that we should preserve. I recently sat down with Mr. Bell at his luxurious penthouse in Manhattan to speak about his time in Cuba and the concert that he organized after that experience, which he named Seasons of Cuba. It was performed in November at Lincoln Center with the Chamber Orchestra of Havana, which includes some of Cuba's most accomplished classical musicians. Dave Matthews and soprano Larissa Martinez were also on hand to perform with Mr. Bell. The selections were arranged from Vivaldi to Piazzolla Tangos. The performance will be broadcast on PBS as Live from Lincoln Center, Joshua Bell and the Seasons of Cuba on December 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This performance grew out of the Cuba delegation visit. It is not to be missed. Let's listen to Mr. Bell with his beloved Academy of St. Martin in the Fields in the Vivaldi and Piazzolla's Four Seasons mashup, followed by my interview with Joshua Bell, soprano Larissa Martinez, and their piano collaborator, Orlando Alonso.
been talking to Bear Opera, and one of the singers in Bear Opera is the lovely Larissa Martinez. And I'm here in studio now with Miss Martinez and the violinist extraordinaire, Joshua Bell, and Orlando Alonso, a pianist. And they are all involved in a very exciting and upcoming project at Lincoln Center. And it is Joshua Bell's Seasons of Cuba, live from Lincoln Center Presents, Tuesday, November 1st at 8.30 p.m. at the Rose Theater. Um, we have Diane Garcia, conductor, and the Chamber Orchestra of Havana included as well. So I'm here with these marvelous musicians. Can you give us an idea of what's going to happen that night and what's going down? It sounds very hot. <laughs> well, it's Joshua here, and um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting evening. It's, it, will be, it will be taped on the 1st of November, but actually the broadcast will be December 16th. Uh, on PBS from oh, Life from Lincoln Center. Um, back in March, uh, Larissa and I, along with some really interesting uh, uh, and eclectic group of artists that included Dave Matthews, the great rock star, and mm -hmm. Usher, and Smokey Robinson, and, and others, we were sort of sent down to Cuba uh, as part of a delegation, really by the White House, because uh, Obama had just... President Obama had just been there, and he's, he's, he's uh, sort of been involved in helping open opening up our relations with Cuba. And we were sent as a group of artists to play with local artists, to visit schools, talk to children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we had an amazing experience there. Mm -hmm. um, and when we came back, I actually talked to my friends at Life from Lincoln Center, for whom I've done many things in the past, and I told them about this Cuba experience, and they said, let's do a program about it. Let's do a, uh, a special, a TV special about it. And so we're bringing musicians from Cuba, that, including the ch Chamber Orchestra of Havana, who I don't think they've been to the States, as far as I know. Um, Dave Matthews is going to participate, Larissa Martinez, my old friend um, Orlando uh, Alonso, is going to play with us, and he's your Cuban as, as well. Sorry, I'm doing all the talking here, but I'll just give you a little, bit, little background on, on how this well. how this started. And so it's going to be a really neat mix of people doing some Cuban music, some classical music, uh, but it's sort of a celebration of, of our sort of connection and relations with Cuba. Connections are key in music, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's a small mm -hmm. world. And Larissa Martinez and um, Orlando, you are both Cuban yourselves. No, I'm, I'm actually from Puerto Rico, oh. but Close I enough. grew up... It's not too far. I grew up with Cuban music, <laughs> and, and actually my pieces that I'm going to do in the program are pieces that I heard all, all my life. So I feel like it's very much part of me and who I am as well. How marvelous. And, and Orlando, from all the musicians I've known that have gone to Cuba, they say that the heart and soul of the musicians there is so rich. Um, can, you, can you comment on this? I mean, we, we are surrounded by music from the time we are born. And music is, is really part of our lives. And uh, the funny thing about Cuban music, and the, the great thing about this program is that um, Cuban music is, uh, you can say it's popular and at the same time it's classical. It's hard to, 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 to put a boundary between classical and popular music. Mm -hmm. So it is easy to mix it together with all these eclectic, you know, this eclectic group of people that are rock stars or, or uh, troubadours in the case of uh, Carlos Valera. Because uh, the Cuban music uh, has uh, always a... Uh, um, a little bit of, of pop and classical together. So really? people won't really notice uh, the difference in what they hear. And, and a lot of dance rhythms. 
I would right. imagine. Right. So when you're playing classical, Cuban classical music, you always uh, are uh, at the edge of your seat um, wanting to dance. That's pretty much <laughs> yeah. what happens. It's, it's, it's not such a thing as listening and not being active in the music. Will there be room to move at the Rose Theater? The points where you're sitting next to It's on your neighbor, you know? Larissa, what are you going to be performing that night? Well, um, first piece is called uh, The Entrance of Cecilia Valdez, which is from uh, Sarsuela. It's like very, it's a staple of the yeah, Cuban of repertoire. Course. Um, and the second one is Maria Lao, which is another, would you say, classic. hit, classic, yeah, two classic. Arias of uh, oh, I think yes. I've heard Mr. Domingo sing that. Oh, yeah, yes. Rather he has, a, yes. <laughs> and we have actually, I, as the violinist, get to play with her as uh, sort of That's be right. part of the accompaniment, a little duet. We have an arrangement. We have a new arrangement That's of never these been things. Done before. Part of the, uh, the, the, I guess the privilege of being the host I'm sort of hosting the mm-hmm. event and it has my name on the title is that I get to play duets with all of the artists that are coming so Dave Matthews and I are going to do something together like Smokey Robinson well he's not coming out of the special <laughs> he's not on the special uh, I, we, I wish he were but we um, but it, we need to play with Dave Matthews who I admired for a long time yes. and yes. And, uh, and this and Carlos Varela who is mm-hmm. who's sort of the Bob Dylan of Cuba. of Cuba is mm-hmm. like an icon of there. Latin America, uh, really, because also in Puerto Rico and the rest of Latin America. Yeah, so so we've have an arrangement of one of his songs that I get to play with. So it's really uh, fun for me to get to play with all of us. And and uh, Orlando and I have known each other for years, but we haven't really performed together. Yeah, so it'll be fun time. to we'll get yeah. to we'll get to do that. There too. you go. It's exciting with this new bridge that's being opened up, isn't it? You know, there's a lot to share between these cultures. Absolutely, and um, and this this program will really be uh, about having no boundaries, really, because the music itself. There, we're doing. I mean, I'm doing Vivaldi. I'm doing Piazzolla, which is Argentinian. Oh, yes. Doing Cuban music. We have Cuban musicians coming from Cuba. We have Cuban musicians who left Cuba, who who really. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, left Cuba a long time ago, mm-hmm. which in, including um, the Tempo Libre, a uh, Cuban band who from Miami, who I've played with in the past. Uh, I did on one of my albums called At Home with Friends. Mm-hmm. I did a song with them, and so I'm bringing them as well to do that song, Parati, it's called. Um, so it'll be a mix of Cubans and ex-Cubans, <laughs> and it'll be an interesting mix of them. Cubans agree. at the end. I'll be Cuban by the yes. end of this. <laughs> With a dash of fun, it sounds like. Oh, I think more than a dash. I think That's it will what be it's all, all about. <laughs> Maybe a dash of seriousness, but mostly. Yes, fun. a dash of seriousness, <laughs> but fun is, uh, is what it's going to be. Like. I'm, in, I'm intrigued by the delegation that did go to Cuba, mm-hmm. you know, to choose someone like Smokey Robinson and Usher and yourself. Um, this is this is quite a diverse group. Yeah, that's I guess that was the idea to sort of um, it's a cultural to to have a you know a range of sort of uh, American. Uh, it wasn't just it wasn't actually wasn't just musicians. There were some actors, dancers, dancers, and actors. It was a, it was really about just cultural opera, exchange. Yeah. Um, but where were the opera singers? Well, Larissa was there, and who, who else was there? <laughs> um, um, For the next yeah, trip, I guess they, they, they would yeah. come. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, those I was happy to be the only opera singer. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you there were exactly some benefits. Were it was, it was, it was um, the, the group was sort of um, arranged by Turnaround Arts, which is a wonderful organization which Larissa had recently joined, I am now a part of, um, 
and and they they're a uh, organization sort of founded in Washington D.C. that sends uh, uh, musicians, American musicians, to schools around the country in the U.S. Mm, um, and we sort of, as a member of this turnaround arts group, we sort of adopt a school that we we develop a relationship with a particular That's school. Right. Larissa has a school in, mm-hmm. in, in Milwaukee, Milwaukee yes. that she's going to be... Sherman Tigers, yay! Yeah. <laughs> so she keeps in communication with, with the kids there and that uh, would have otherwise had and very little music. And I hope they will tune in. And, um, tune in this. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful to hear this sense of philanthropy from you, from you both. You have a lot to offer. This is marvelous. Well, it's... it's I, uh, I don't know. I don't think of it as philanthropy because it's, it's first of all, it's a joy, always a joyous experience to to meet with kids. That was one of the fun parts of going to Cuba as well. We met oh, with yeah. some of the local children and, well, I saw and the pictures. It was very <laughs> sweet. It's always we always end up getting more from these experiences than the, than the kids do. So, it's, <laughs> but, but so know, I, I don't think of it as philanthropy. It's it's always philanthropic when you're sitting down making music with people and sharing that kind of joy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, I have a pianist friend who always says, "How could life be bad? I've had a cup of coffee and I've made." great music with my friends oh. yeah. <laughs> this is good right yeah and you guys get to do this all the time Absolutely. do you do you think this is going to ignite a new interest in in cuban and latino music um in america well i you know i don't know i mean there's there's been an interest you know i remember it's always been an interest in cuban music whether this uh, i hope people will watch but i think um it's it's just a, first of all i'm happy that there's music musical programs like this on television which mm-hmm. is you know um, that it's still part of our popular culture yes. that we can still turn on the TV and see a, a sort of a, a concert like this I think yes. is very important and then uh, it's always good when you see people help break stereotypes of what people may think about Cuba or Cuba you know because we've, we grew up many of us grew up with this idea Cuba is so isolated That's and right. maybe you know they're they're kind of on this Island that they have no idea what's going on on the outside. Which, as we when we went there, we realized that's certainly not true. But it's always good to break those um, some of those stereotypes. Absolutely, without question. And you guys are doing it with music, which is the best communicator in the world, isn't it? <laughs> um, I recently, Joshua interviewed Bella Hristova, the mm-hmm. violinist, sure, and David Ludwig, her husband, her uh-huh. new husband. Yeah. And she was speaking about her 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 CD, Unaccompanied, where she does several piazzola tango mm-hmm. etudes, which were great fun um, yeah. to play live. Um, it, there's such a beautiful zest, I would call it, in this whole sense of, of dance rhythm. Sure, absolutely. Piazzolla certainly has a, yeah, a lot of that. And the, we're actually on this program, I'm doing one of the seasons from Piazzolla's Four Seasons, which is, uh, it's all dance, and, and uh, I guess that ties into the theme your title, the title, The Seasons of Cuba. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say The Seasons of Larissa Martinez, of Joshua Bell, <laughs> and Orlando Alonso. I have one of his longtime musical colleagues, but more importantly, his longtime friend, pianist Frederick Chu, with me on the telephone. Frederick, how are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us on Center Stage. It's a thrill to have you back. Um, in a past interview with you, we touched on the fact that you and Joshua Bell had grown up together, and you've remained longtime friends. Um, can you share with us your childhood experience with Joshua and uh, and the merit of a lot of video game playing? Sure. Yeah, when I uh, met Josh, uh, he and I were both, uh, I guess, tweens, you would call it, uh, and uh, both growing up in Indiana. I was in Indianapolis. And he was in Bloomington, which was just an hour away. 
and we started meeting at uh, different music competitions, and uh, we were tying uh, for first prize at these, and so we started noticing each other, and our parents started noticing each other. Um, and then uh, when I went down to Bloomington to start having private lessons, uh, I hooked up with him there and started playing with him and uh, had just a, a beautiful, uh, wonderful time uh, collaborating with him, even at that young age. And uh, so I've, I've known him the longest of any of my friends that I keep in touch with. And uh, you know, I've watched his career develop and it's really been uh, remarkable to see uh, you know, how, how he's stayed the same. At the same time, he's gone from you know, from the bottom of the, of the rung of the ladder all the way to the very top. It's really uh, remarkable. That's a tribute to his personality, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, he he had a core kind of uh, set of values that was very clear from the very beginning, the core set of interests, and that's, uh, that's been enduring, you know, uh, for the whole time that I've known him. And uh, when we get together, it's, we always uh, go back to that and to, to, to our basic interests and you know he and I share uh, a lot of interest in, uh, in, in computer science and thinking and puzzles and games and uh, you know when we were supposed to be rehearsing uh, in Bloomington when we were young very often we'd be across the street at the video arcade and playing uh, games <laughs> you know, keeping our fingers uh, limber uh, with things other than our instruments of course, um, Frederick. And, uh, you know, Josh is very competitive, and uh, he, he would always be uh, trying to master uh, these games. And once he mastered one, he'd move on to the other. And uh, so that was always uh, something of interest for both of us. <laughs> That's marvelous and very real. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And so you've kept him... Yeah, we, we, we were supposed to be rehearsing for his lessons, so... <laughs> <laughs> time, I think, in the video arcades than, than uh, in the practice room, but, uh, but we had a good time together. But you, but you know, Frederick, musicians have to have a balance, too, don't they? That's right. That's right. If you practice too much, then, uh, you know, it actually starts going downhill. <laughs> uh, you, have to, you have to stay fresh. <laughs> At least that's what we told ourselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's how you justify it. But I gather that you and Joshua are still collaborating in another, another fashion in that he comes to do fundraisers for you, for your wonderful Beechwood Arts um, yes. in Westport, yes. Connecticut. Very gracious, uh, donating his time very generously to us. You know, he's quite a humble man, and I've, I found him when I, I spoke about the philanthropic aspect of, of his performing. He actually shied away from that, and um, I think with everything he has offered, everyone in life, and of course you at Beechwood, uh, we can see he's very much the philanthropist with his generosity. Absolutely. I think he really understood uh, pretty early on what a gift it was that he had uh, and how he could use that to uh, really share with other people and bring other people to a different place with music. And I think that that's something I really have uh, admired watching him, how he manages that, how he uses his, uses his notoriety, his celebrity to help others and to help uh, really good causes. And where to now for Joshua Bell?
In a recent interview with the LA Times, he says that acting is an area he wants to explore more. He got the bug when he was on the set for The Red Violin. He has done three episodes of Mozart in the Jungle and has acted in the TV show Royal Pains, where he did a scene with Henry Winkler, who he idolized as the Fonz on Happy Days. He has also done an episode of a kids' show for Netflix with Julie Andrews called Julie's Green Room, Bringing Art to Kids. He commented that it is fun to be part of these other worlds on occasion. I'm looking forward to see where Joshua Bell takes us. It has been a fantastic ride so far, and I think the journey will continue. Please don't miss Joshua Bell and the Seasons of Cuba broadcast on PBS December 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is down on Center Stage. (laughs) 